So, let's get to, um, yeah, I'm sorry, I gotta, I don't, like, actually have to, like, go soon. Like, I hopefully, my parent, my family will just go, um, and then I'll join them later. But, yeah, uh, let's try to get over it quickly. Kyle, sure. tell me what happened on SNL last night. Uh, yeah, so it was Ronda Rousey. I'm joking. I'm she not in a hurry. I just want to hear about SNL. Please, tell me. I know. How, how oh, was yeah, she? No, for sure. Uh, well, so first off, we should explain where you are. Yeah. You're in Park City, Utah. So usually we record the episode together at a non-established uh, location. Yep, non-disclosed. No, it's, it uh, hasn't been established. I, I mail it to Mike. Uh, at his P.O. box. Mm-hmm. He gets the message, and then we both drive over there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But today, uh, I'm recording live from Sundance Film Festival. Um, yeah. Uh, who, what celebs was I hanging out with? I was hanging out with uh, Adam Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know who else is when here. You were saying that you, were, uh, you saw Bradley Whitford? I'm like 85% sure I saw Bradley Whitford, which is pretty exciting. I'm a... Yeah, and then I met a guy who was also excited that I saw Bradley Whitford, um, which was equally cool because then I got to talk about West Wing for like fifteen minutes. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then I waited in line at a bar for like twenty minutes to get a single beer. It was a uh, you would have hated it so much. <laughs> oh, I bet. I I really bet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. Hopefully, uh, my uh, podcasting uh, booth thing doesn't get a. Uh, shut down we're still hopefully doing that later tonight yeah um panel that's it's called podcasting panel check yeah um but you know they're doing that shredding some gnar uh hopefully it'll be a uh productive weekend in that sense how tasty is that gnar by the way uh, it's pretty tasty we got like six inches of pow last night i could non-ironically talk about <laughs> the skiing situation uh yeah but i'll try not to okay keep it have some irony, please, when you discuss it. Yeah, I don't think I can avoid it. Um, but all right, well, shaka bra. Should we get on to SNL? Please. So right. here's here's what I know so far. Ronda Rousey yep. hosted, yep. and um, honestly, I'm I don't know if uh, they made fun of that. You saw the Donald Trump like those three kids doing the dance. Did you see that? I did. They did not do that bit. Because honestly, when I was watching it, it felt like it was an SNL sketch. <laughs> it it looked and felt fake. It didn't like, it really look like a green screen SNL sketch. Yes, thank you. I told a couple of people that who I was like watching it with, and I was like, "You gotta watch this. It's ridiculous." It also totally looks staged. It's not staged. Yeah, but. With how the background looks, it looks like an SNL how the sketch. Looks. That's yeah, my first for reaction. Sure. Um, the, uh, the focus is, what is that? A long focus? <laughs> okay. I think it's a long focus. I wouldn't know, but I, um, I do like, uh, so I'm bummed they didn't do that, but I know, um, they, they made fun of Sarah Palin's crazy speech. Yeah. Um, so that means Tina Fey was, Tina back, Fey was back to do that. What? So that means Tina Fey was back in the show, which is great. Yes. Yeah. Um, man, I'm so excited. Uh, election season makes SNL so much better. I just saw a thing on Facebook saying that uh, Larry David is going to host in February. Huh. So get ready for a lot of Bernie. I don't. I don't actually know. I don't. I don't think I like his Bernie Sanders very much. And I love. Yeah. I love Larry David. Sure. Okay. 
he's just like, but like his version of Bernie Sanders is so much Larry David. Yeah. I think I've made this complaint on the podcast before. You definitely have. Uh, Listeners, go back, check out that episode. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, I I love that he's hosting SNL. I just don't like the fact that he's hosting SNL just so they can do a bunch of Bernie Sanders sketches. Let's be real. They're probably going to cap it at two if they, like, they'll for sure do one. They'll probably cap it at two. Yeah. Um, Because they don't like to, they'll reuse jokes between seasons sometimes, but they don't do it in the same episode. Yeah. It'll be interesting uh, what's going on uh, primary-wise, because how long until he hosts? Uh, I just saw February. Okay, so, so if it's late I, February, I Bernie Sanders may have dropped out of the race by then. Uh, uh, <laughs> maybe. Uh, let's see. When when does the primary wrap up? I think I, I think the primary wraps up in a week. What? So they'll probably. I, I imagine they're going to do it early February because they're going to be afraid that uh, Sanders won't be able to uh, get it. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Okay, let's see. No, okay. Yeah, the primary is not uh not over. Yeah, but it's going to be over uh, within like a week. It's it starts uh Iowa votes on February 1st. Uh Minnesota doesn't even vote until March 1st. Yeah. Uh Illinois, where's Illinois? Illinois won't vote. Yeah, I feel like you never hear about the Minnesota primary. Or is that just because Cause it, it doesn't really matter yeah. um, as well as much as larger states. Illinois doesn't vote until March 15th. Wow. Interesting. So it's going to go on for a while. It might be that enough polls come in before then where certain states aren't really going to have a say. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, I, I can guarantee there's going to be Republicans dropping out right after Iowa, you know? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. But that's because there's like a bajillion Republicans and only two actual Democratic candidates and then O'Malley. Yeah. You know, I have money riding on the primary elections. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if uh, either Sanders or Trump gets the, uh, a nomination, I owe 50 bucks. And I really, and I was so confident <laughs> when I made that bet. I'm losing a lot of confidence as time goes on. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we don't have to get into uh, what we think about the, the political. Anyways, stuff. let's get to the recap of Saturday Night yeah. Live. How was... Ronda Rousey. Not great. I mean, for an athlete turned host, she's fine. There have been worse. But it's about what you'd expect. You know? Yeah. Was, uh, how was um, TFA? How was the opening sketch? It's weird. A lot of people really enjoy that sketch, and I thought it was fine. A big factor was probably the fact that it's just Tina Fey back doing a popular character. Right. And that's kind of undercut by the fact that she did it, you know, a month ago. She did it a month ago? When? Huh? When did she do it on She did it on SNL a month ago? Yeah, when she hosted, you son of a bitch. Oh, yeah, I didn't do that episode. God damn it. It's probably still on Hulu, and you should watch it. It's probably one of, if not the best episode this season. When did she, when she hosted, when did she play Sarah Palin? Was that in the opening or in, like, Weekend Update? No, it was... It was during, um, there's a Hillary Clinton sketch where mm-hmm. Kate McKinnon's Hillary and Amy Poehler's Hillary are together, and then Sarah Palin shows up. It's kind of a uh, passing of the Christmas torch. story. 
That's a Christmas story spoof. Oh, good for them. Good, good, good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, well, apparently you don't have anything to say about SNL. Um, man, I, I should... I mean, it's... It was, it was great last I week will when say. I saw an episode and I could actually talk about it. I know. Man, you picked the wrong picked the wrong week. All right. But well, next week I'll see an episode. Any, any sketches that you maybe. think that I should really see or... Mm, not really. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> um, I mean, they're all fine. There aren't any, you know, real standouts. My big problem with it was they do the thing that I feel like they do with pretty much every actor turned host is where they um, they never have the host actually, you know, make fun of themselves or be silly. It's always Ronda Rousey being like, "Yeah, I'm tough, and I can never be the butt of the joke." Um, I mean, I and like I think that there's some hosts that go in totally game for that. Like when Drake was on, Drake played so many super dorky characters. Yeah, Drake does. Yeah, and that's because he's Drake's an actor. That's true. Yeah, he's an actor turned rapper, oddly enough. Yeah, and I think uh, uh, Adam Driver did it to a point. Oh, he, oh, you're saying athletes won't really have the skin to be able to do that? Not even. I'm not even saying the skin. Like maybe they could. But there's just some weird unspoken rule where they just never really do it. Yeah. I th- um, honestly, I thought, I remember when Michael Phelps hosted, he was okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Did, did you know Lance Armstrong has ever hosted? Maybe. It wouldn't surprise me if he has. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. There have been weirder hosts. Um, who's the, uh, oh, the, the Patriots game is going on right now, and I can't remember the football player for the Patriots. But when he hosted, uh, he was Peyton? good. Peyton Manning. Yeah, he, yeah, wasn't he good? Yeah, he was fine. I remember that episode. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, in that case, let's move yeah, on to sorry. Twin Peaks. This is this <laughs> was a really good episode. I'm excited. I'm very excited to talk about this. Yeah, buddy. Um, Wounds and scars. What's the episode called? Wounds and scars. Wait, what? No, it wasn't. Mm. Oh God, damn it! Season two, episode seventeen. Wounds and scars. Uh, hold on. <laughs> Let me look this up. That's the episode right after The Condemned Woman? That's definitely not the episode episode that I watched. <laughs> oh, wait. Hold on. I might be on the wrong one. <laughs> I might have just had the wrong uh, episode night- title. Um, I watched On the Wings of Love. On the Wings of Love. What episode is that? What number is that? Um... Well, to confirm, do you have, uh, let's see. Oh, no, I think that was my bad. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, we're, we're good. Wait, so it was. Just to be clear, the end, of, the end of Wounds and Scars was the uh, uh, was a Pine Weasel thing, right? Was the big, uh, was the fashion show? Uh, yeah. Yeah, because the previous episode, Josie got turned into a doorknob. Great. Well, Yes, so at the technically the very end is Eckert's assistant, assistant like lies down in bed with Truman, and you're like, "What the hell just happened?" And this episode reveals what happened. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Stop All scaring right. me like I, that. You're not. You're. You're not allowed to do this anymore. Oh uh, boy. Sorry. <laughs> this no, is the third I, uh, time you did it. But at least this time we did watch the same episode. Speaking of repeating things, welcome to Twin Peeps. Hey! A uh, show where we talk about Congrats. Twin Peaks. I'm your host, Michael. And I'm Kyle. Live from Park City, Utah, in the midst of Sundance Film Festival. 
Yeah, my mic's on location. I'm on there. on location. Um, mm -hmm. I like that. Um, so, Kyle, let's give us a, uh, a synopsis. Don't end it with something that I definitely <laughs> didn't see. Uh, like Josie turning into sure. like a different object. Well, <laughs> like Josie turns into a bed. <laughs> uh, it'd make about as much sense yeah. as the doorknob. But okay, yeah, summary time. Let's do this. Uh, Truman's in for a rude awakening. Audrey brings Jack room service, and Jack lays on the charm. Coop offers Truman a surefire hangover cure. Quote unquote, Josie delivers a bonsai tree to the sheriff's department. Gordon Cole comes down with uh, information about an Earl and uh, to reinstate Coop as a federal agent. Earl listens in and has Leo pick some cards. Donna tails Eileen, her mom, to the Great Northern. Mike and Nadine check out. Uh, ugh, check out. Jesus, I'm not doing great today. Eileen wants to return Ben's letters. Gordon can hear Shelly. Annie and Coop bond over chickadees, coffee, and penguins. James writes Donna a postcard from San Francisco. Donna talks with William about Eileen and Ben. Wyndham has Audrey recite Shelly. Shelly gossips with Annie. Andy practices spelunking. Johnny shoots Buffalo. Ben offers Audrey a job and his apologies. John offers Ben advice on moral living. Coop and Co. find symbols in Owl Cave. Coop gets to know Annie over drinks. Wyndham Earl goes all Indiana Jones in Owl Cave. There was a lot of Indiana Jones vibes in this episode. So many. It was actually probably my least favorite part of the episode was the Indiana Jones stuff. Oh, yeah. It's stupid. It's very low production value for trying to do Indiana Jones. And it, uh, it didn't need to do any of it. That's the worst part. Yeah. Like, you could find ways around the Indiana Jones bullshit yeah it has been the entire series the entire series but i don't know this episode is just like let's have symbols in caves and have the cave like feel like it's crumbling if you do this thing and and the camera's obviously shaking <laughs> uh, yep yeah and they have just like ancient contraptions hidden in bedrock and all this stuff yeah but let me say in in spite of like being a little annoyed at that scene this is a great episode we are back oh yeah twin peaks back in full force for sure. Um, and this is, uh, again, this is why I think season two is, a lot of people seem to write off season two, but man, there's some good stuff in it. Yeah. And um, the title, On the Wings of Love, this is like, this episode is like solely about relationships. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of uh, stuff. Honestly, I, I can't think of any like subplots in it that I didn't like. Um, yeah, yeah. It's real good. Yep. So I guess I let's mean, just start with weirdest character. Yes. Uh, do you wanna do you wanna take this one? I mean, obviously, Wyndham Earl is gonna be the weirdest character. Uh, who who yeah. else could it be? So we could say Audrey's brother, <laughs> but I I would not feel comfortable saying Johnny Horn. Yeah, but. <laughs> For obvious reasons. But, I mean, objectively, if he wasn't mentally challenged, it would be very weird. You, yep, you're treading on thin ice. Um, no, but I'm going to have to go with Wendell Merle, um, because he does more of his uh, dressing up in goofy costumes in this episode. Sure. And I mean, that's kind of the same reason why I didn't nominate him, though, you know? It's it's more of what we already know Wendell Merle to do. Yeah, but who who... Honestly, I don't think any characters are being super weird in this episode. Um, the the big That's weird what makes scene it a challenge that yeah. I that I have in mind uh, for that is the scene with um, 
Wyndham uh, talking to Audrey in his like professor outfit. Yes, there is. Yeah, terrible mustache. <laughs> it's really bad. Um, but has he ever had a good mustache up until this point? Yeah, I don't think he has. But it just like it, it, the mustache looks fake. But in his other, in his, in, in his defense though, it doesn't. Every time he puts on a costume, it really doesn't look like the same guy. Yes, he he, he definitely switches it up enough. He uh, he really blends into it, uh, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that scene, uh, quoting the poetry and stuff like that, I did not like it. Um, but she made, he was just being really creepy and obviously making Audrey uncomfortable. It's very similar to the scene where he shows up to the Hayward household as, yeah, as a Williams friend. I do like, it's so weird though, because I feel like he's being consistently creepy and at first she's very charmed by it. And then... He, like, keeps his con- creepiness consistent, and then suddenly she gets weirded out. Yeah. No, that's totally natural. Like, you can brush off a weird line or two and be like, okay, ha, ha, ha. But then eventually it starts to set in that, oh, no, this guy's just, he's weird. Yeah. I got to get away from him. So, yeah, I think I'm going to yeah. give it to him just as well as that scene. But, like, mostly because not a lot of weird characters in this episode. Yeah. We'll do, uh, the only who, other person that I could... Who, yeah, huh? who'd you choose? Well, because I didn't want to do Earl again, and I think I... And you didn't want to choose Audrey's like brother for moral reasons. Episodes. Yeah. Uh, justifiable reasons. <laughs> I gave it to Ben, actually. Yeah. Um, Chomping on his carrot? I had it for... Huh? Chomping on his carrot during the scene? Chomping on the carrot. Yep, yep that's pretty with, great. With a backup um, carrot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's great. Yeah, the, like, um, the conversation that he has with Jack is a little strange, but, like, really it's kind of the stuff with Eileen, who is Donna's mom. Um, yeah. Wait, what's first the, off, I, I just want to say, what? I, I like the conversation with Jack. Um, Mike? Yes. Kyle, I can hear you. Shit. Yeah. Now I can hear you. Oh, okay. I to, I to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think we're just talking over each other. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, I like the conversation with Jack. I, I like it. He just is a little strange during it, but what I more am giving him the nomination for is uh, his behavior with Eileen, Donna's mom. Oh, yeah. Um, Honestly, that's less creepy and more scary. Yeah. And it's also... Uh, out of nowhere? <laughs> it's out of nowhere, yes. And it also adds another wrinkle to his character of Ben Horn has literally slept with pretty much every female character so that many know, characters, except for Donna and Audrey. <laughs> I also realized uh, this came to my attention when the scene with uh, um, Ben and uh, Mrs. Hayward... The, quite a bit of an age gap between Doc Hayward and Mrs. Hayward. Yeah. He might be like 20 years older than her. That is a little strange. Like, is he still um, alive? Is that actor still alive? Mm, I would imagine not, but maybe. Yeah, but that actress is definitely still alive. She's... Yeah, Mary Jo Deschanel. Yeah. He's significantly older than her. I don't know. That was kind of something that I never really noticed before. 
Sure. Uh, until like you kind of put it into context. Until I saw her with like of, a guy more her own age, and I was like, "Oh, hey, isn't her husband like 60? Yeah. Well, and it could also be that uh, you know William Hayward kind of has aged a little bit more, like not actually in years, but you know he's mm-hmm. looking a little worse for wear than his age. I mean, without a doubt, he's definitely older than she is. Yeah. But it might still be within like the 10 year window. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, ooh, I'm um, I'm on the Wikipedia page for Twin Peaks, um, and I noticed the uh, in two episodes, the Path of the Black Lodge. I didn't even read the synopsis, but that's directed by uh, uh, Steve Gyllenhaal. Interesting. Uh, the dad, dear old dad, of uh, oh, they are actually related. Maggie and Jake. Oh. I mean, Mary Jo Deschanel, right there. A lot of dads, uh, a lot of dads in this. Dads and moms. Yeah. Um, Russ Tamlin. Mm-hmm. Peggy Lipton's Rashida Jones's mom. Oh wow, I keep forgetting that. Wait, who's Peggy Lipton in this? Uh, Norma. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get back to it. <laughs> sure. We'll stop reading off IMDb. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I am interested in. It. Don't get me wrong. No, same, same here. I could do that, but I feel like that's definitely territory we've tread before. Yeah, and I like doing it. Whoa, wait, hold on. Slaves and uh, Masters. Do you know who directed that episode? Uh, Diane Keaton. Yeah. Sorry to literally yeah, do what we just that. said we weren't going to do, but I think you might have <laughs> mentioned that when it happened. I did do. I did that. Yeah. Um. Do you know who? Wait. Sorry to literally keep doing this. <laughs> but episode um, eight of the season, Drive with yeah. the Dead Girl. Do mm-hmm. you know who that was directed by? Mm, Tim Burton. Uh, a fellow parent, another parent of famous people. Oh, yeah. Caleb Deschanel. Oh. <laughs> that's interesting, considering that that's a uh, really iconic episode. Yeah. You know, like it's, there's a lot going on there that needs to happen correctly. And they give it to this guy, which is good. Yeah. Wow. Both Deschanel's working together. Do you think they met on Twin Peaks? I don't think so because... <laughs> oh, yeah. The kids were definitely born by then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Do you think he got the job because his wife was on Twin Peaks? That maybe. Maybe. All right. Maybe. Anyways, back to the uh, scene uh, with um, uh, the other Deschanel. Yep. Ben and Mary Jo. Um, how, we know nothing about their relationship prior to this episode, right? Right. Well, we do get hints of something in the episode before this. Yeah, because she, oh, because he came to their house to meet with her, right? Yes. So they used to be together somehow? That is the implication. It's really vague. Very vague. Um, I don't want to say much. I, I, with this, I want to let you do more of the talking. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. tell you what I think. They definitely sure. had a relationship. He's doing some like weird shoulder rubbing. He wants to hold her. He hasn't held her in a while. Yep. Um, she's not on board with it. Nope. She's trying to return 
letters that they sent to one another. Yeah. So I don't know why this is suddenly a thing now. But yeah. it is for somehow, it's somehow a thing that's happening. Maybe uh, Doc Hayward's, I don't know, maybe he's onto it or something. But it, there is the scene when Donna is talking to her dad. Yeah. And her dad like, is super suspicious. Yes. Yeah. So it sounds like she's just like, oh, Ben sent flowers. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, they like he's he's coming up with excuses and really uh, doubling down on them. Yeah. So it's the question becomes, is he doing that to protect Donna because he knows about something Mm -hmm. or is he doing it to reassure her? But he doesn't actually know if what she's saying is or like he believes her obviously but he's not sure what it means yeah also you know? how does she even get to the lodge uh i mean she's driving age she's driven the van before no how does how does the mom how does mrs hayward get there uh they probably have their van uh handicap accessible oh so you- Oh, really? Even if you don't have use of your legs, you can still drive a car? <laughs> yes, it's hand controls. Oh, oh I, didn't, yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Yep. I've seen it in so, that, uh, that Frankie Muniz uh, Disney Channel original movie. Are you familiar with that one? in a wheelchair with that? Are you familiar with that one? No. I uh, want to say Banks? it's called Miracle in Lane 6. Let's oh. look it up. I only know Cody Banks. Oh, wait, it's Miracle Lane, Lane 2. Sorry, I was oh, off by four. That's that's embarrassing. See, but by being called Miracle in Lane 2, it makes it sound like it might be a sequel. <laughs> so there's Miracle in Lane 1. Miracle in Lane, and then Miracle in Lane 2. Oh, so the first one just wasn't even numbered. Yeah, but it's a Disney Channel original movie starring Frankie Muniz. Uh, the movie tells the true story of a boy born with He's confined to a wheelchair, and then he uh, uh, does the soapbox racing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you care about that. That's I don't know. Um, Seems heartwarming. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I don't know how I got on that, but yeah, uh, yeah. That, it, it's really yeah. so she. Drove there somehow, or maybe she just took her wheelchair all the way there. I don't know. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I don't know how it works. No, she she definitely drove herself, or she called a cab. Or, but or maybe I'm, her wheelchair can go really fast. Jesus Christ! <laughs> what is that offensive? Are you saying the Great Northern is lower geographically than their house? Oh, like she rolled there? No, but it's an electric <laughs> she just, wheelchair. She just bombed a hill. I don't know how the details work of of uh, getting around for someone who can't walk. No, <laughs> I feel really bad having made that joke, but I am positive that she drove herself. Okay, I d- yeah. I didn't know that was a thing, um, but cool, good good for people in wheelchairs. Yeah, I mean you have to get it like you know custom made. Maybe it was stuff, a go- maybe she took a Google car or like an Uber. <sighs> Anyways. <laughs> Um, oh so boy. it's very mysterious. Obviously, yeah. uh, what's his face? Um, ben Horn. Doc Hayward knows something about oh. it. There's some relationship. 
sounds like we're going to find out more. And we also got yeah. we also got to watch a great uh, some eye hole peeping through paintings. Yes, which is always uh, a great. Aud- that's always a fun thing to watch. It's also more Audrey uh, Audrey Donna bonding time, which I kind of like because it's you know I don't know two kind of unlikely friends. I feel like they haven't even talked to each other all season. Well, Audrey was in a brothel for like eight episodes. Yeah. Donna was rescuing her boyfriend I know yeah so Evelyn March it's been a while yeah but they're well, back and they're hanging out a little bit they're finding out that their parents may be sleeping with each other or may have slept with each <laughs> well, other well have slept yeah um, um but yeah to be continued yeah. but yeah indeed it's definitely creepy um and we'll we'll definitely find out more about this in the coming episodes good yeah um, I guess that brings us to weirdest scene. I, I guess you're gonna double yeah. that down on weirdest scene. Well, I <laughs> uh, my weirdest scene was actually uh, the owl reaction shots in Owl Cave. Yeah, like, there's some, and basically the entire Indiana Jones aspect of Owl Cave. Yeah, it's just so poorly done. Yeah. Um. But yeah, definitely, it, it's really weird to see these characters who are mostly either sitting in coffee shops or sitting in detective offices, you know, suddenly yeah, they're in a cave, Andy's got a ton of gear on him, which I hate that they did that. It's so unnecessary. <laughs> and I know it's supposed to be a goof because apparently the writers of the show hate Andy. Yeah. But... <laughs> Why? Uh, well, I think it's the same logic that makes him pronounce spelunking, spelunking, mm. over and over again. Yeah. You know? <sighs> no, yeah it, it's there's so many reasons why this is strange. Um, like, yeah, Owl Cave did not need to be some like recess that they needed to rope into. Mm-hmm. It could have just been, you know, a more mundane hole in a hill. Well, also, it's implied that Andy somehow roped himself in there, but everyone else was just like in jeans and a and a sweatshirt. Yeah, he has like a harness and a bunch of gear and stuff like that, but everyone else was just walking around. Uh, I I don't know. And I when really uh, know, at the end we see Wyndham Earl there, he doesn't have any supplies with him. He just walked in. Also true. So, or maybe maybe they just took off their harnesses and he just left his on. I don't All you need is a harness and a rope. The logic you know? of this cave really is not set in stone. Ah. No, that's not what I meant. Anyways. <laughs> um yeah, very solid uh weirdest scene. For mine weird but in a good way, in a very twin peaks sure. way. Yeah. I'm gonna have to say uh Conversation between uh, what is David Lynch's character again? Uh, Gordon Cole. Between Gordon and Shelley. Yes. Uh, so weird. I loved it though. Um, yes. Gordon Cole shines in this episode. It's. It feels like David Lynch is saying, "Hey, you know what? I'm back in the show, and I'm gonna do it to death." He's crushing it. It, th- yeah. The joke of him yelling is always so super funny. I really <laughs> like it. 
they do a bit of it at the uh, police station. Yep. And they just double down at the, the uh, at the diner. <laughs> with <laughs> when he's talking to Coop about his plans to go make moves on Shelly, and she can clearly hear him. <laughs> yeah. And then a lo- this weird miracle happens where it turns out that he can hear her when she's like talking quietly. Yeah. So that's actually my bad or David Lynch. We can finally comfortably say that this is no longer bad, but not it's bad or well, David Lynch. In this case, it's definitely bad and David Lynch. <laughs> Cause David Lynch is there. <laughs> he is. He is definitely there. But for me, I'm not even going to say bad. I'm just going to say it's David Lynch. Yeah. And yeah, but yeah, the selective hearing, the selective miraculous hearing that Gordon Cole has with Shelley Johnson and Shelley Johnson alone. Yeah. I, in the scene, I went from like not enjoying it to loving it. And I understand how it's a little hokey. Yes. <laughs> I think we're going to talk more about the oh, diner totally. scene. So I'm, I, I guess we'll move on to bad, uh, and or not David Lynch. And I got to say. and or David Lynch. Yeah, I considered that one. But I think the stuff with Andy and the spelunking. Definitely terrible. My yeah. whole family's walking Would in here. Would you say the spelunking in the cave or the spelunking in the police department? Spelunking in the police department. <laughs> That's so. It doesn't make any sense. Hey, do you yeah. need help? You guys can talk to me. I'm talking we to you. Need a lot of help. Yeah, the fact that I'm talking to you means you can talk back to me. Okay. Yeah, listeners, Mike is talking to his family right now. Um, not sure I'm if that's done. apparent, no, but I'm not done. Okay. Are the are the guys all showered? Yeah. Okay, I'm just gonna. No, Brett's going in now. Oh jeez. Okay. Thank you, finished. <laughs> Apparently, this will be all done in ten minutes. Oh. Um. Can I? Oh boy. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try going in the other room. Hopefully that'll be quiet. Oh, bear with me. All right. So right now Mike is gathering his materials Please. and he's uh, relocating to a different, quieter location. But yeah, when I'm talking to you guys, oh boy, slam the door on me. Uh, hey, can I use this room so I can record my show? No. No one's in the living room. There's. I'm getting the shower. We're leaving in like ten minutes. What are you doing? Why are you in bed? I'm freezing. Oh my god. All right. Sorry about this, Kyle. No, it's fine. Are you gonna use Listeners. all this footage? Yes. There's. <laughs> there's like six people in this in in this two bedroom place we're staying in. And we're gonna make sure every one of them gets a credit on this episode. There's like six we're people have here. Sign releases. There's six people here. No one's in the living room. <laughs> Completely empty. Listeners, uh, for the record, no one is in the living room. Well, except me now, because now I'm recording from in here. Okay, great. Sorry, they have chips here. All right. Mm. Anyways, Andy making his spelunking entrance. Yes. With Lucy. That's just terrible. That's bad. I didn't like it. It is pretty bad. I will... The one saving grace of that scene is Lucy being able to be cute with Andy. Um, being like, hey, be careful. I know it's hokey, but 
I don't know. I'm, a, I'm actually fine with that. It's broad and it's dumb, but I'm fine with it. Oh, I just... It's I, way better than him not knowing how to use tape. Yeah, right? Um, or not knowing how chess works. I guess it's okay not to know how chess works. Yeah, I, I know a few adults who don't know how to play chess. Yeah, I just... Why do they think it's such a good joke that Andy's stupid? I don't know. They probably just uh, double down on a uh, stereotype. No, a stereotype. I don't know. Just he's not a, a big character, so they they don't really bother fleshing him out in other ways. Do you think that's what they're going to do in the? Um, do you think they're going to do more Andy's stupid jokes in the reboot? I don't think so, because. Remember in season one, Andy was done much better. That's true. And season one had David much Lynch. more David Lynch involvement. Okay. And now for the reboot, David Lynch is doing every single episode. Mm-hmm. Is he directing every episode? I don't know if he's directing, but he's, he definitely has his hand in every episode. Um, yeah. So because of that, I have a lot more faith that they're going to do him like they did him in season one, which is he's dumb, but he might or hopefully will have like redeeming arcs and stuff like that. That'd be great to treat him like a human being. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, so you're, you're bad work? and David Lynch of the hearing stuff. I definitely see where you're coming from because it's hokey, but just, yeah. I like Shelly so much and I love Gordon Cole so much. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's great. I love it. Sorry, I'm eating nuts right now. I mean, that's the thing. I still really enjoy it, mm -hmm. but it's a very David Lynchian thing to have happen. Mm -hmm. um, let's go to the worst police work. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to go with uh, the entire opening scene. Of they, they really don't go into a lot of what exactly is happening with this whole Truman situation. No. They spend a lot more time I, talking about his hangover, which I'd like the joke that they do. They do it maybe one too many times of <laughs> explaining to Coop what a disgusting thing to eat would be and then him throwing up. Yep. So I, I, I like the first time when Coop says it. Gordon Cole says something. Like he adds a different thing. Yeah. Does a third person say it as well? I think Coop does it again later, I want to say. Hmm. Or, or, I don't remember oh, wait, the No, they do time. the twist on it with uh, Annie. Is that her name? Yeah. She suggests um, oh. uh, fasting and prayer. Yes, yeah. Which was cute. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so the first scene with Truman and Eckert's assistant. So can we walk through this? So that's Eckert's assistant. We saw, yeah, it's We saw her it's at the ridiculous. beginning of the last episode join him in bed, right? Right. And so, Once okay. Once he's already so, passed out? All right. Let's start from the beginning Please. of that last scene of the last episode, yeah, right? we watched that like a month and a half ago, so. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so... Ecker's assistant walks into a room. Yeah. She's hot, by the way. That's, that's sure. definitely in play. Yeah. Um, there's a guy sitting in a chair who's sitting in basically looking over a sleeping 
Harry Truman. So who's, Truman who's is recovering from his depression and drinking binge. And this guy is like watching over him just to make sure that he's safe. So she comes up, who's the guy? hits that dude over the head with a gun. And he falls to the ground. Not sure if he's dead, but he's definitely knocked out. Do we know the guy who's watching over him? I don't think so. I think he's just some dude. I thought it was Coop in the opening scene. It looked like it was Coop. It kind of seems like that, but I don't think it is, especially because they never talk about it. What a, it's so poorly explained. They spend it's so a very much more time talking about it as a hangover than the person that tried to kill him. It should have been Coop or any of the other named police department people that we know. It should have been any one of them. It's such it's a not. weird choice. So she gets into bed with Truman for some reason. And the reason why it's for some reason is because what we find out her plot is in this episode is that she's just trying to strangle him, which if he's sleeping, she could have easily done. Yeah, no need to start making out with him. No. So I do have a question for you. She puts like a lip balm on uh, Truman and herself. I thought it might have been poison of hers, but then she puts it on herself. <laughs> yeah. And what's weird is that it seems like after she does that, then Truman starts to hallucinate. That it's like, Josie. Sh- yeah, he thinks that she's Josie. Oh, but so you think that it might have been drug drugs or something. But I don't know. That's That seems like what it's trying to imply, but that's ridiculous because then she shouldn't put it on herself because she wants to kill someone and she should probably be clear-headed when she does that. Yeah. It also seems like the worst delivery system for drugging someone. Right. Like, but now, follow-up yeah. to, yeah, follow to that, why does Eckhart even want Truman dead? Because Eckhart himself is also dead. Follow-up to that, why the hell does his assistant give a shit and follow through with that order now that her employer is dead? Yeah. And then where does that lady go? It, she's just in prison, and she wants to talk to the South African consulate. Is she South African? Apparently. That's, I, I made a note of that. Like, uh, Coop is talking with Truman. He's like, she's not talking. She says she won't say anything until she gets to speak with the South African consulate. Does she even speak at all? Uh, no. Or very little. Very little. Yeah. Well, if, you're, if, we, were the, if we were the South African consulate, maybe we would have heard something. Right. Okay. Yeah. So this scene happens. She tries to garrot him. Yeah. He escapes it because, you know, he's probably like like 50% like heavier than her. It's not a sure. crazy thing yeah. to be able to beat up a lady. <laughs> Sexist, but okay. No, but you see them fighting. She's smaller than him. Yeah. And she ch- he, she's in his bed. Do you remember who hosted SNL this week? Mike? Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah, Ronda Rousey's bigger than me. I'm, I'm saying size <laughs> is a factor. I'm, I'm just saying if I was going to have to kill this guy and I already snuck into his room, poison him. Yeah. Don't put, like, lip balm on him. Put poison in his mouth. Yeah. Especially since she was basically, she basically eliminated the only witness that was in that room. Yeah. It, it does not make sense. That whole plot... Is very poorly thought out on the writers. 
and then it's like never yeah. talked to me. He, he, has a, he has a big scar thing on his neck the whole episode, and everyone's just talking about how hungover he is, not about the fact that someone tried to kill him. I know. <laughs> yeah. Like someone just true. tried to kill him that day. That's very true, yeah. And they're like, talking, if, and they're like, oh, he's kind of hungover. Yeah. A little bit of hungover <laughs> from the time you were depressed and trying to kill people. <laughs> and also, he almost got killed today. He's suddenly fine, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I see. I definitely see what you're saying. But you know what? The show just like it has direction it's going in, and it has stuff mm-hmm. to do. So I didn't really care that much. Sure. You yeah, know? It, it just steamrolled right over that oversight, and it was totally fine. Yeah, I like um, the uh, I like the uh, uh, that joke about you know you should eat artichokes mixed with orange juice and blah blah blah. Uh, if you want, I've I wrote it down here. Of Coop's hangover cure. Go for it. But I mean, uh, I think his hangover cure is to throw up and then drink seltzer oh, water. Yeah. yeah, 100%. But it's still, it's still a fun bit of writing. Please. Uh, you take a glass of nearly frozen, unstrained tomato juice. You plop a couple <laughs> Which of oysters gross. in there. Already gross. The first part is just already gross. <laughs> yeah. You drink it down. Breathe deeply. Next, you take a mound, and I mean a mound, of sweet breads. <laughs> now, here, I couldn't understand what he was saying. I thought he meant like thought, Hawaiian rolls. Yeah. I, I don't but know. But he said like mush them, mush them up with garlic and stuff like that. Saute them with some chestnuts and some Canadian bacon. Yeah, that really and doesn't make any I sense. And that's why I wonder, huh? Well, that's why I'm wondering if it was sweet breads, because it doesn't really make sense to saute a bread. I thought he said sweet bread. Yeah. Anywho, finally, biscuits, big biscuits, smothered in gravy. Now, here's where it gets tricky. You got to get some anchovies. And then Truman goes off and vomits. And he says, that should do it. What's weird, though, is that, like, the middle part of that actually sounds good. Like, <laughs> sweetbreads with chestnuts and Canadian bacon and then biscuits with gravy. It's really just the bookends that are not great. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but um, I like the I, I like the joke. But yeah, worst place work is definitely just the fact that he almost gets murdered and no one really talks about it. But also, there's some wonky stuff going on, going on at Owl, Owl Cave too. But yeah, yeah. My my thing for that is um, the fact that the people who are investigating Owl Cave are all the highest ranking members of the police department, even though they literally just needed maybe one of them and a camera. To go do that. But, like, that's classic Twin Peaks investigation. Just bring everyone and just uh, do, I don't know, they did the same thing with Tibet. True. <laughs> also very true. Hey, speaking of which. Yeah. So, um, sorry, I'm, like, eating directly into this microphone. I'm sure. skiing all day. I'm kind of hungry, so uh, hopefully that's not too bad. <laughs> um, but the, it, we never revisited that scene where... They say all the names involved in Laura Palmer's death and then do stuff. Yeah. What What was it when they said uh, 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 Leland Palmer? Did they even say his name? No, because they had... <laughs> so they had not letter. even matter at all. Well, it, it mattered because it started off the first lead. It got them to Leo Johnson. Okay. Um who kind of in a very roundabout way 
Well, and they didn't even really get to Leland until Leland killed somebody. Very true. You know? mm-hmm. um, and I think that was because the letter that they were going off of was J. Because mm-hmm. Laura Palmer had said, I'm very nervous to meet uh, in meeting J tonight. Because Leo Johnson was there. Yeah. So um, when she said Jay, she was talking about Leo Johnson, right? I think so, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> the show doesn't explain itself very much after giving us these clues. No. Well, and that's the thing. It's like... Um, I don't know if it matters, though. Right. Because with what David Lynch has gone on record as saying is that the show really wasn't intended to be as much of a police procedural as much as it was a soap opera. Mm-hmm. Like, they were never supposed to actually solve... Laura Palmer's murder until like maybe the very last episode. Yeah. But uh, network pressures forced them to kind of play that hand. They really screwed like, that up. Yeah. And they basically just wanted to have it so the investigation would be the through line that would allow everyone in the town to kind of just like interact with one another and that would be the show. Mm-hmm. More so than who actually killed Laura Palmer. So the mechanics of the murder itself are probably not 100% uh, coherent <laughs> or mm-hmm. explained, but that's not what it's trying to do. Yeah. Well, anyways, um, uh, moving on to uh, best music cue. Yeah. Uh, um, not a new music cue, but I do like when they go back to the uh, me and you music during the Postcard oh. from uh, what's his face? James. James, yeah, yeah. Uh, <sighs> there's that. What do you yeah. think about that scene of him being like, "I'm in San Francisco. People oh, are cool I'm, here." Oh God, it was that postcard was just painful. Yeah, painful to hear. Which did she um, even like reading the postcard? It was very. She didn't even re- <laughs> even react to reading the postcard. <laughs> it, it, see, the tone of the postcard was also weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, like, there's part of the postcard that kind of makes it sound like James is saying, hey, you know what's really great? San Francisco. You know what sucks? Twin Peaks. I'm mm-hmm. really glad I left. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he ends up with love, doesn't he? I don't know. It's just everything with James and Donna. Huh? Yeah, it's bad. What's up? I just said it's bad. Hello? Mike? Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, great. Anyways, any other music cues in mind? Uh, we get uh, the sexy Audrey theme again, which is nice to hear. I feel like it's been a while. When did they play that with her and Jack? Yep. Oh, man. Jack's so cool. Big fan of Jack. He's also a pilot, because of course he is. When did they explain he's a pilot? <laughs> Uh, early on, Ben mentions his, uh, his, or I think Jack mentions taking Audrey on a flight, uh, as a date. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, yeah. um, w- let's talk a little more about the scene with, uh, Audrey and her dad and then her dad, not, uh, um, Ben Horn and Jack. Um, he like, so he really opens up her, uh, up his heart. Yeah. And that's why I give it my favorite scene. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, That is not Um, my favorite scene. Um, But it's so heartwarming. It's very heartwarming. Um, And Ben has carrots and Johnny is shooting fake buffalo in the backyard. mm -hmm. And then um, it's kind of subtle, but she's saying, 
like she he's he's telling her like great you're gonna help run the business go to seattle and then but yeah. she, it's it's she wants to stay in seattle though or she wants to stay in twin peaks to be around jack more well she so <laughs> she, ben horn sends her to seattle for that weekend it's not like she's permanently there yeah but she seems like she really doesn't want to go to seattle right there Right away. Yeah, because it's she's leaving like that night, and that night she had a date planned with Jack. Uh huh. So I'm thinking yeah, he might. She wants to stay for the date. I'm thinking he might come to Seattle with her. Hmm. We'll have to keep watching to find out. I know it's a crazy, crazy uh, suggestion for events. me to make that he goes to Seattle with her. <laughs> what is what a soap opera plot to even care about? It's like Frasier. <laughs> Oh man, you would like it so much if the spinoff of this was somehow Frasier. <laughs> It'd be better than a Cheers spinoff. What if it was Doctor Jacoby going out to Seattle <laughs> to start his own practice? Uh, that'd be great. Yeah. Oh, he should take over for the radio show once Frasier leaves for uh, I think San Francisco actually, or maybe Chicago. I, I think, don't remember. The I city. think this is a script you need to write. Uh, <laughs> maybe. It's <laughs> oh, that'd be ridiculous. Yeah, um, uh, but yeah, I do like that—the fact that you know she she, she has um, things reconcile super well. Um, also, and while the, while the entire scene is happening, not only is uh, Ben Horn eating a carrot, yep, but also there is what's the brother's name? Yeah, Johnny. He's he's yelling and shooting. Johnny metal is doing a very bison. politically correct uh, Native American yell. While shooting painted buffalo with, like, those sticky... Uh, yeah, the sticky arrows. Suction, like the, suction dart arrows. The toilet plunger arrows. Yeah. Um, oh, it's, I mean, with, it's great. I with, love it. Yeah. With Johnny, you kind of give him some slack for not being super PC. Wait, wait hold, this isn't a real person. This is a character that the writers wrote. I know... I know. I don't know, but there's something about there is something about that decision that I like, even though it is kind of offensive that someone did write it. It plays well for that character of someone who's just like he's just really into Native American stuff. Oh, I think it plays great. I really like it. Yeah. Um and he doesn't and can't care about whether or not it's like appropriation or anything like that. And they're not going to say like, no, you can't do this because it's problematic. It's also, I don't think the words appropriation or problematic existed in 1991. (laughs) Also probably true. Although it was, uh, the upper West coast in the nineties. So who knows? I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess we're jumping to favorite scene. My favorite scene, um, Everything that's happening at the double R. Yes, that was my backup. For um, sure, my backup. There's a lot happening. Not only, um, so we already talked a lot about the stuff with uh, Shelly and um, what's his face? Gordon Cole. Gordon Cole. I love that stuff. It's great. Log Lady's in the mix, too. She's, she's yep. talking. He can't under- understand a word she's saying. Yep, um, also great. But also the stuff with Coop and Annie. Yeah, um, I'm totally in love with Heather Graham in this show. <laughs> oh, you sucker! She's great. Um, yeah, she's she's definitely 
she excels at what she's there to do, which is be cute and charming. Yeah. Great. She should be in yeah. everything. <laughs> uh, but, okay, the one thing I want to get your opinion on, though, is Coop and Annie's initial chemistry. Mm. Um, I think it gets better at the Great Northern, honestly. But when they first talk, I know it's a little bit of it is supposed to be Coop getting the jitters. Oh, it's know? awkward as hell. Hey, actually, I need yeah. to move rooms again because this room I'm in is filling up, too. All right. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going on about this. Uh, yeah, like... Ooh, it's uh, nice and toasty in oh here. Hold on, Kyle. Hey, Matthew, are you going or are you staying? I'm going. Can you get out of the room? Can you just... Go? No, I, I, I feel weird if a bunch of people are in the room while I'm trying to record the thing. Okay, he's leaving. He's leaving. Let's go. <laughs> he's leaving bed. Yeah, so... Sorry, continue. Right. Uh, Coop and Annie have as awkward of chemistry as that interaction was. Uh, yeah. Like, it, it's nice to see Coop find, find in love, and that's pretty apparent that that's what's happening right here. And Truman is like, how long you been in love with her? And it's a nice reversal of what oh, happened. With Josie, in yeah. season one. Yeah. Um, um, I, uh, Coop tries to tell a joke. <laughs> Do you remember the joke? Because I wrote it down. Oh, it's uh, it was. There's two penguins walking on an iceberg. Yeah. Um. One says, "That's a nice tuxedo." Yeah. Or no. It, okay. Are you wearing a tuxedo? You look like you're wearing a tuxedo. Oh, and he says, and "Who the says I'm not?" Penguin said, "Huh? Who says I'm not?" Isn't that the punchline? Wait, it, I, I, you're cutting out. The punchline is who, the punchline? who says I'm not wearing one. I keep cutting out right oh, when no, I say it, the punchline. Well, basically, yeah. It's, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to play real well on the podcast. Oh, I um, love it. No, yeah. So it's like, uh, first penguin says the second penguin, you look like you're wearing a tuxedo. And the second penguin said, maybe I am. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, not a very good joke. Oh, God, it's awful. But everyone laughs because that's what you're supposed to do when you're falling in love with someone and being all cute. Yeah. I, I really wish that they, like, I know it's a show, so it's not that, like they're going to have, like, I feel like they have pretty good chemistry. They don't have amazing chemistry. No. And we do, thankfully, have a few more episodes for that to change. And if I remember correctly, it does. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. But, yeah, a lot of great stuff happening in that scene. There's the scene with uh, them really connecting for the first time. There's the uh, stuff with uh, Shelly. And then there's uh, they mm -hmm. do the uh, Gordon Cole does the old eat disgusting foods to make Truman throw up joke. Yep. Which is great. And then uh, Truman orders a big old meal for himself because he's cured of his depression, uh, alcoholism, and attempted murder. Right. Yeah, of course. Uh, which is good for him. Um but so yeah, I think that scene really ties into the following scene at the Great Northern, or not the directly following scene, but the one with Coop and Annie at the Great Northern, where she orders a rum and uh, rum and tonic, rum and tonic, which sounds disgusting. Sounds so gross. <laughs> but honestly, the only thing I like with tonic is gin. Yeah, I like people have bought me vodka tonics before, and I always hate them. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not great. 
not great at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think their uh, chemistry was a lot better in that episode, in in that scene. It, right. It's so strange how that changes so much. Well, I think Truman wasn't there, so that helps out a little bit. Mm. And they yeah. they've kind of got some of the awkward jitters out of the out of the way, which is nice. Yeah, and like Coop is a little bit more confident in asking her questions and stuff and you see like a scar on her wrist that we're not sure what is about in a quite terrible yet. freeze frame in a terrible terrible freeze frame <laughs> did you notice that it's obviously just a static image of her wrist on the screen for a few seconds i did not <laughs> oh it's really apparent that it wasn't an actual shot <laughs> and that it's just a mm. picture oh it's, it's really it was really distracting when i watched it <laughs> I I missed it. So yeah, so it seems like she's has somewhat of a past, mm-hmm. uh, which I imagine we'll learn about later when she ha- has the time to talk about it. I really sure. like the the lines where she's saying like, "People think I'm weird sometimes." She's like, "I know that feeling." Because <laughs> Coop, yeah, a that is that is kind of cute. That was super yeah. cute because like you know what, Coop is super weird. Yep. Um, and it's nice to see him acknowledge that in itself. Yeah. So himself, yeah. I, I, I hope they do well. I mean, honest, th- their chemistry isn't great. <laughs> it's it's okay. Um, yeah. But, but I like it, both of them not, individually a lot. So. And it's not like it can't improve. Yeah. Know, as evidenced by these two scenes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm. I I, but, I might be in love with Heather Graham. <laughs> Is that too soon for me to say? Should we try to get her on the podcast? Wow. No, oh man, that'd be crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I might Well, I here might, she I'm, is. I might be in love with other grammar right now, so Sure. Uh I don't know if I can um, do that. Well, that that actually leads me to the next question of uh who's your favorite character this episode and is it Coop? I think it is. I think it is Coop? I think it'd be a tie between Coop and Audrey. And I'm going to go with Coop or, or Ben Horn. Honestly, a lot of great stuff in this episode. But I think I'm going to have to go yeah. with uh, Coop. I love that he's got a relationship that... Uh, what's the actress's name again? Uh, Laura Flynn Boyle. Yeah, Laura Flynn Boyle isn't going to ruin his on-screen relationship. <laughs> um, at this point, That's the sh- still a rumor. I'm, I'm not going to go on record and say that that is what well, happened. Didn't Sharon that is a rumor. say that? She did, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's as close as you can get to hearing it from, like, either David Lynch or uh, Kyle McLaughlin. Or Kyle McLaughlin himself. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's true. And, I mean, that's a a crazy thing for her to make up. I'm taking that pretty much as gospel at this point. But, you know, I'm allowing for it to possibly be embellished. Yeah. Um, Very unlikely. Sure, but yeah, I th- I I thought if, if I did it, it, honestly, I could see it being. I could see you saying anyone between Audrey, Ben, or Coop, and I'm just gonna give it to Coop because I like his relationship stuff. I like he gets his badge back from Gordon Cole, or he gets his yep. gun back. Mm-hmm. He's he's reinstated into the FBI. Um, oh, we forgot the joke where um, <laughs> Wyndham Earl uh, bugs the bonsai tree. And yep. then Gordon Cole is screaming bonsai into the tree. 
Banzai. Say, you remember those old World War II movies? Banzai! Oh, that's great. And then um, <laughs> I, I just watched Inside Man like two days before where they do the exact same thing. Yeah. Where they put something in the thing and then it's in the police station. That's such a, such a rookie move for them to fall for that. He, he had to try it. Yeah. Oh, for the police department? Mm. Where yeah. do they think they got the bonsai tree from again? Uh, Josie. Probably well, like Josie's estate. Okay. That's, yeah. But it's not actually from Josie's estate? Windermere? No, fit. it's from Windermere. But like he made it look like it was from Josie's estate? That yeah. seems like it would be so difficult to do, just logistically. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of it seems like pretty... A lot of work for Windermere to do, but he does it. Yeah. yeah, he gets in full costume pretty much every time he leaves the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, got to spend three hours in the makeup chair. Is that actor still alive? Uh, probably not. I don't know. Yeah, mm. I I I can look at if Doc Hayward's still alive. What's his name again? What's the actor's name again? Couldn't tell you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Well, it's it's interesting to me that you gave it to Coot because I was pretty positive you were going to say who I have as my favorite character, which is Gordon Cole. Uh, he doesn't have enough to do. I like him. I, I like him a lot. In it, shut your mouth. Gordon Cole is great in this episode. Okay. He's not. He's not really a character that has much arc, you know. Mm-hmm. But God damn it, he's really charming, and it's just nice to have him back. Yeah. Oh, you wow. You get the bonsai bit. You get the linkage reminding him of sausage. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. He just has a lot of ridiculous lines in this movie. He's charming with Shelly. He's great. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So here's here's uh, two two things I got for you. I'm yep. looking up Warren Frost, who plays uh, Will Hayward, uh, Dr. Dr. Hayward. Is he Mark Frost's father? Yes. Nailed it. So, father of co-creator of Twin Peaks. There's so much nepotism either in the show as a, or as the result of this show. I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm totally on board with it. Um, now, how is Jim Belushi related to all of this? Oh, I don't know. Oh, wow. Apparently, Warren Frost had a role in Seinfeld as well. Um, and he's still alive today. Huh. Uh, at the uh, early age of 90 years old. Oh, wow. Last acting credit he did was Seinfeld. Huh. Oh, wow. I remember who he is in Seinfeld. He has a recurring role in Seinfeld. Nice. Um, he's... No, nah, you don't watch Seinfeld. Never mind. I don't. Um, anyways. Uh, interesting. Yeah, he's been in like six episodes of Seinfeld. Cool. Yeah. Um, but nice. yeah, he's 90 years old. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't come back. Yeah. But yeah, he... Yeah, it's so... It, how much older is he than uh, who's uh, the Deschanel lady? What's her name? Mary Jo Deschanel. Uh, Joe. I'm not going to be able to find this. Really? Mary Jo Deschanel? I don't know how to spell Deschanel. I it should go, autocomplete. I go to Zoe Deschanel's page, and then I got to go to Mary Jo's page. Uh, Mary Jo Deschanel is 70. Yeah, so he's 20 years older than her. Boom, I nailed it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's pretty uh, pretty wide gap, I suppose. Yeah. 
Huh. Interesting. I'm guessing they played her up in age and him down in age. I mean, he's Honestly. clearly significantly older than her in the. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that they're the same age, but I would imagine. I would guess that they would have her age up five years, him down five years, and that's fine. Mm hmm. But, like, he could be her father. Yeah. But I guess with older people, it's not as big of a deal. The older you are, the less weird it is. Yeah. It still is a bit significant. Like, 20 years is a pretty big gap. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways. But, like I was saying in the last episode, you got, like, Laura Dern with uh, that guy from Jurassic Park. So Very true. Anyways. Uh, yeah, no. Who knows? Yeah, I'm going to give my favorite character to Coop because I haven't given it to him in a while. And he's fun. He's fun in it. He does He does fun stuff. I like sure. it. And you're going to give it to Gordon Cole. Yeah. Which I, I, I don't. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you did mention this earlier, though, but uh, you're on board with everyone this episode? I, I'm trying to think of a sub. We see she who must not be named briefly. Yep. She and Mike are checking out of the Great Northern. And I like that scene. It's a good scene. It's a follow-up on a bit. It's yeah, fine. Follow-up yeah. on the bit. He says hi to Donna. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fine. They yep. uh, And Mike's on board. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, Mike got his <laughs> world rocked, it seemed like. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of age gaps, that's a, that's a very significant one. Right. And at least that one they actually acknowledge. And yeah. Yeah. And we get uh, to see a non-white person on the show, which is great. True. Yeah. yeah. Very true. It, are there, there's that one black lady who works at the Great Northern as well. Who, uh, I, think we see, who I think we saw once and I was like, oh, she had a line. She's cool. <laughs> then we never saw her again. Right. Right. This is like the third or fourth time we've seen this dude, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's definitely showed up earlier in the season. Yeah, not a lot of not a lot of black people. No, unfortunately. I mean, it is Washington State. Is that a reasonable thing? Yeah, I mean that that's kind of so. I'm chalking it up to a it being Washington State, b it, it being, being 1991. Yeah, and c you know there is just a general lack of diversity in. Hollywood, but I'm more chalking it up to the first two. Yeah. I wonder Yeah, I wonder if they're getting any uh black main characters in the next season. Uh no Jim no. Belushi, not black. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, uh, yeah, but I'm I'm uh we're wrapping up the uh season. Do you know yeah. when uh the new series is coming out? Twenty seventeen. They haven't given a date. Okay. Yeah. So a little while. Yeah, yeah, no, we've got a bit, got a bit to wait, mm. unfortunately. What else does Mark Frost do? Couldn't tell you. Uh, Sounds like an IMDb search to me. Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Ugh. Yeah. All right, well, anything else? <laughs> this is a good episode. We don't get to complain that much. I know, yeah. Um. Let's see, not... Yeah, whoa, look at this. All episodes were written by Lynch and Frost, and all will be directed by Lynch. Oh, there you go. That's there great. That's great to hear. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, the one thing I do want to mention, you were asking about the um, Miss Twin Peaks pageant last week. Yes. Uh, it's pretty... I think at this point, we can confirm that it was a standing tradition in the town. Also, they explain that whoever wins Miss Twin Peaks, they get a scholarship for college of their choice, which is really reassuring and yeah. nice to see. And they also get murdered by Windermere. Sure. Yeah, that's that's a side thing. It's a side thing. Yeah. But yeah, I'm uh Yeah, I'm excited to uh excited to finish up the show. It's uh things are things are going well. Mm-hmm. And then uh check out the movie too. Yeah, we got that we got that on the docket. But mm-hmm. yeah, how many episodes we had? Like thirty thirty six, thirty seven? Oh, so many episodes. Yeah. And like we have eight I think we have eight mini episodes. So sixteen for season one and then eighteen for season two. So thirty four? Yeah, sure. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Sounds about right. All right. Anything else? Uh, mm. I think that's it. Yeah. You you've got plans to get to. Yeah. Uh so uh what should we wrap it up with again? Uh, ah. Um, let's have uh, David Lynch telling us his uh, um, Oh wait Actually wait hold on I, I want to tell you one more thing before, <laughs> before we get to it <laughs> Yeah um, Have you heard of the movie Swiss Army Man Oh <laughs> I read an AV Club article about it. Yeah. Where people were fleeing the theater. Yeah. So Sundance News. Um, yeah. Honestly, so here's all that I know about Sundance. There was a panel that, uh, it was like, a, there was a funnier diet panel with like R- Rob Hubel and Paul Shear. Oh. Uh, that like I would have wanted to see if I yeah, could. That's cool. But I didn't. Oh. That happened. Um, Adam Scott has a movie out that he did with his wife. Oh, um, interesting. And it's getting really good reviews. Uh, Speaking of Adam Scott, have you watched The Overnight yet? No, it didn't get super good reviews. It's fine. It's on Netflix now. I don't know. There's He was plugging it a lot a while back. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah, there you go. So your right. recommendation is it's fine? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> okay. Um... It's just nice to see him and stuff. Jason Schwartzman's in it, or Schwartzman. Uh, Schwartzman is yeah, in it. Yeah, I like and the so cast is, uh, for it. Taylor Schilling. Yeah, who's the lady in it again? Taylor Schilling. The other lady. Uh, the French lady. Who's Taylor Schilling? She's uh, Piper in Orange Is the New Black. Oh wait, that's the oh. Yeah. No, the other la- the other lady, Judith. She's just some French actress that I don't know. Does she have a French accent in the movie? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, it looks like it's getting okay reviews. Yeah, it's fine. I don't know. Do you think I'd like it? Mm, maybe. Okay. Like it's there are there are moments that are funny. It's not. I think it's a Duplass Brothers thing. So oh yeah. Take that for what it is. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, I also watched Tangerine the other day. That's interesting. Oh, I've heard it's of that Sundance joint. I think I'm like. On board with like half of the Duplass stuff. Yeah, isn't it right? so weird that, that Mark Duplass, Duplass? I don't know how to say it. That he Duplass. does the league. 
Yeah. It, that is very strange. Especially, I think his brother is on like Transparent or something. And his wife does the league too. Oh, yeah. And his wife are like the main characters of the league. Yeah. And he makes all these mumblecore movies that probably everyone who watches the league would hate. <laughs> Don't you think that's accurate? Yep. Yeah. No, for sure. Especially Tangerine. Um, yeah. But the thing about Tangerine that's interesting that, I don't know, it might not be worth watching a whole movie for, but it's kind of cool, is it's like the first full-length movie ever shot entirely on an iPhone. Oh, really? But they used a, they basically have like this lens attachment that augments the field of view of the natural lens on the, or the stock lens on an iPhone. Okay. So that it actually makes it like a wide aspect ratio. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you can like, you can kind of tell, but it actually looks pretty good. Like it, it's surprising. I don't know. Why would they even do it on iPhones? Oh, what, well, yeah, I'm, on Wikipedia it says due to budget constraints. Yeah. No, so they just had an iPhone. That attachment's only like 200 bucks, which is a lot better than like a multi-thousand dollar camera. Okay. That's so weird. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, I guess, the you know, iPhones are pretty good quality. Yeah. It just goes it's to on. show you how crazy it is when I know people that have, like, DSLRs that they just use on the automatic settings. And it's like... <laughs> You spent $2,000 to get the exact same quality out of your phone. Like, if yep. you can use a DSLR, you know, then it's great. great. Yeah. But I know a lot of people that have DSLRs and are just using them because they think it's a cool social use, signaling thing. Yeah. They leave the auto flash on. Seriously. I know. I These are these are people I've talked to <laughs> where I put, the, I was like, hey, can I use your camera? And I put it on manual because if I'm using a DSLR, I want to, you know. I yeah, can use you my wanna, iPhone if I'm taking a picture. I want it to challenge. You know, I want it to, I want to do the <laughs> manual focus. Sure. And then they didn't know how to put it back on manual. Oh, no. I know. It was a nice camera. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I guess we're done. Um, yeah. Well, we should let you get to your thing or whatever. Yeah. Um, why don't we wrap up with uh, um, uh, David Lynch giving us his favorite catchphrase from the league. I hate women. <laughs> Is that one? I don't know. Yeah, that, that's that's the one. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, All right, yeah. bye.